0: So
1: yes, this is the Besotted interview in the Port Kevins here. Exactly right. Lovely yeah. and warm. We've got Mark Warburton, we've got Dave Weir. Talking to Besotted here myself, Billy Grant, Dave Lane here as well. Thanks very much for taking time out to chat to us. Pleasure. Dave, Problem? it's been a bit of a funny week, hasn't
2: it? Challenging. <laughs> um, yeah, character building week, but it's a lot of clarity came from the statement, I think. A lot of questions were answered. For players, for staff, and supporters alike. So hopefully, we can now focus on the most important part, which is the remaining 15 games. I
1: mean, I've got to say this as well, and I'm not talking out turn, but fans are absolutely, obviously, devastated that you're not going to be here past the end of the season. And uh, you know, obviously, the work that you've put in, the work that your team put in, you, David, you know, Frank, and everybody like that, they're absolutely devastated because obviously, this has been pretty much one of the best seasons, and the season before that that we've had in a very long time. And uh, we just want to put our heartfelt thanks to you guys. I mean, it's obviously here for a while, but at the end of the day, we're just saying that for you guys, you know, we really do, the fans are really gutted, and you've obviously heard it on the terrace and stuff like that, but it must be also quite strange for you.
3: I think, yeah, I think ultimately that's the biggest disappointment that, you know, the season has gone so well so far, and, you know, to have this happen when it's happened, it's ultimately it's a disappointment for, for us as a staff and for the players that, you know, people are talking about. Things other than how well the team have played this season, and that's you know, that's you know that's going to be the story. But it has been for the past week. and We just want to get back talking about the football and talking about how good the lads have done, how good the team have played, and how you know the Brentford fans are obviously proud of, of that. And you know to, to be talking about other things. That's the. That's the biggest shame of the whole thing
4: for me really. Oh, how easy or difficult is it to pick people up after after, after what's happened this week? I mean there's there was talk about there's you know, the players being angry, um, I and mean, I think from fans' perspective it's, you know, confusion and kind of yeah, we were kind of just we didn't want ever the we didn't want the bubble ever to burst, you know, we were just happy, we were delighted with the season as it was going. But, you know, I guess the statements Laid out how it's going to be for the next three or four months, but how as 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 your roles are, are going to be here for 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 the, for the, for the you know short term? How do you pick the team up? How do you, you get them to focus on? I think David Wears had a top level career. He'll tell you that it's about being professional.
2: The players are professionals, and they've got responsibility to themselves, to their teammates, the staff, and the families, and most important, supporters. You know, so I, I, I'm amazed. Football's a game of opinions, you know, in the, in the pub and people talking. That's the beauty of the game. Everyone's got different ideas about the game. But these guys are professional, and they've shown their quality and their character. And they want to drive forward. They want to play as high as they can. They want to earn what they can. They're, they're working men. They want to earn what they can, support their families, and give it their best shot. They've earned a fantastic opportunity. Where well, they are in the league now, they have earned that. No one else, not you, not me. They've, they've done that with a fantastic work ethic and quality. It would be a tragedy to race them out. So they're, they're hungry and they're focused and the fans will be reassured. And the fans, the backing they give us and the players is outstanding. And we've got to repay that faith. It's interesting because we harken back to
1: just over a year ago when Uwe left his job. Um, and you, you, mean you were the Sporting Director at the time. And your job was actually to go out at the time to find the next manager. So it was like, well, well let's find the next manager. And uh, there's all these names being thrown around in the old supporter circles, curvishly, Holloway, so and so forth. But it must be quite weird for you, having to line up the next manager when
2: in your head you're thinking, actually, that's
1: I want to do that job.
2: Yeah, it is very much so. I would quite fit right at the start before Uber, as as you know, is documented. Uh, it was I uh, driving back, getting the train back from Carlisle. I had 27 names, some big hitters, wanted the job. Yeah. Well, I've got to ask you. Throw a few away. Oh, no, on? there's a few. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's some big hitters. He uh, realised, yeah wow, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a big job. Um, and football jobs are hard to come by. David and I both know that. Um, but as yes. I say, Matthews, he showed, going Matthew, he showed a lot of trust and, uh, and bravery in that decision to give me the job, and it's a big risk. So, for always, been forever thankful for that. But I'm sure the supporters at the start must have thought, well, "What is going on?" Mm. I'm sure they did. So it did, but over that course the team were in good shape. We were lucky. If you remember, Jonathan Douglas scored the 89th minute goal. Johnny Dogg old. And right. things happened for, for a reason. Well, they said to me things happened for a reason, but it did. Jonathan Douglas scored a great goal. We win a game 1 0, we win the next four games now, five out of five. David and I are working with the players, and it, it, was, it worked off really well. And we had a great start, and we pushed on from there. And the rest you know about. But didn't you feel the pressure? I mean, I was going to say, didn't you feel the pressure? Because all of a sudden, Uwe's come in, it was, what was it? His
1: run was, on, was it seven wins, seven wins and a draw, I think it was. And he's coming. he's gone. All of a sudden, it's like, right. And you can see even the fans, some of the fans are thinking, oh, no, we need to get big
2: name because we need to carry this run on. So didn't you feel the pressure? No, yes and no, but you want to do the job. You want to do the job and give yourself a chance. And um, we'll jump forward to the, the statement, you know, the philosophy side of it. But you've got to give yourself the best chance. And David and I have got to have the best chance to be successful in the job. So, yeah, there's pressure, but we know what we're going to do, how we wanted to play, and we knew the players really well. Don't forget, I knew the likes of Adam Foreshaw, Jack Bidwell, but David had worked with them also at Everton. So there's there lots of different links and connections, so we just want to give ourselves the best chance of the job. But again, and it's interesting, again, because you talk about Bidwell,
1: Saville, these players that you picked up as sporting director, um, didn't you want to stay in that role?
2: No, no. Didn't know I that long. Because I, my office was down there, before we moved to the Franks plush one of this, I was in the cheap port cabin at that end and it used to kill me every day to come into work early in the morning and then look at the pitches being prepared and all that going on out there. That's the best bit of the job, I'm sure David would agree with it. The best bit of the job out there, the easiest bit of the job is out there. The hardest bit is off the pitch. Be it dealing with players or problems or agents or it's all of that. The peripheral stuff, which causes you the most grief. The best busing job, without a doubt, is out there. Okay,
1: so i Isn't it? Isn't it fair to say though that if if you are still sporting director, then maybe you might have fitted into Matthew's sort of new model that he's looking at more than at the moment now? Is because at the moment, as your manager? It's a different situation. Do, do you maybe see I'm
2: coming kind of from? Yeah, maybe, maybe David might have his opinion from his side. I think it would be similar in terms of. You got you follow your passion, what you enjoy doing, and what you really think you can, where you can make a, a difference.
4: So your passion, your day to day involvement with the players, being out there on the training pitch, preparing for the game, you picking the team—that's that's that's what that's what that's what you're. If you ask David now, do you want to go and be a sporting director and deal with the
2: agents and sign the players and travel around the world and get on the flights and do what Frank's just done? Tra- I'm not sure you want to do that, David. No,
3: it's a really difficult job. Big job. That. And you know, being a manager is a difficult job as well, but. You know, the pleasure you get from the result in Saturday afternoon. And that's the best part. That's why, as a player, as a coach, you know that's what you want. But when you're the manager, whatever you say is your team, it's your responsibility, and everyone else plays a part. But the manager ultimately is responsible, and he's the one that loses his job, or he's the one that takes the praise and that goes with the territory. And you know you've got to be a brave guy to go and do that. And I think what's fortunate for us is we've got similar ideas, and we want to win. But we want to win in a certain way and that's why it's been such a great experience because the football has been great for us to be involved in and, and watch as well you know you, you, you're you in it but you're also watching it and saying really enjoying that really enjoying the way that you know the football is and I'd, I'd pay to watch that I'd love to watch that myself so to be involved in facilitating that and being a part of that's that's been great for me we're, we're kind of going off the subject Is
4: you know this week just gone must have given you a completely different side of of the uh, of the managerial experience because since you took control of Brentford Football Club as a, as a manager, it's been it's been a, been an amazing journey, isn't it? has been. I, I hope, I hope they will back me up on this. I'm not into this number one elite thing. It's a team. It's always
2: about the team. That's how we work. Our office here, David himself, with Kevin and and uh, and Royce, Tom It's about the, the team together. Without that, I love I love the fact that we can sit there and. You have the opportunity. I, like, I think you've got to embrace responsibility. You've got to relish it. If, if you feel weighed down by it, then you're in the wrong job. And we're really fortunate here to have these opportunities. I'm sure every man in every pub and every supporter wants to do fantasy football and picking it. But as Davis, it's nice when you can bring in players like Pichard, Terrell, JP, Four Forshaw, Forrest, Forrester, Savile, these type of players, j- Judge G, and combine it with the senior pros, of Tony Craigs, and Dougies, etc it's great to have that opportunity and then try things out there in a week doing what you enjoy doing and then watch it in after Saturday that's the best feeling in the world so as I say there's responsibility you get a lot of negative stuff when you have a cut of pages look at we've lost two games now some of the questions immediately are, you know, probably to not say the least we've lost two games one guy just turned around and said that in the outside top six now must be deemed as a failure wow you know but it tells you how, how football fans are and what you have to to recognise and appreciate and deal with.
1: I mean, you mentioned just briefly
2: about the difference of philosophy uh, between obviously yourself and Matthew Benham. I mean, could you talk to us a little bit more about that? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think um, first thing is honesty is key. David and I and Frank I will always give honest opinion, and so will Matthew and the board. So it, that that's a good thing about relationships. We're forthright and you can speak your mind. And and I think uh, as Matthew statement said. They prefer a European model, more of a European model. With this sport, no ETA. The more of a head coach as opposed to manager, assistant manager, and as that's the model they prefer. And the recruitment strategy, whilst using traditional scout methods, we have great emphasis on mathematical modelling, stats, etc. Data, and that's it. And you also you saw the statement that the uh, the manager, the coach, will not have the absolute veto. And we just think, David was only pin. We just think that there's certain areas of responsibility which are important because whatever you, you mentioned about being number one or coach or whatever it may be you've got to give yourself every chance of success you know you, you've got to if, you've got, if your job's a bricklayer and your job is to go and build a, build a big wall, a six foot wall and you haven't got enough bricks or you haven't got the tools you're going to fail in your job and we've got to make sure here that we're comfortable I'd hate to, we could sit and nod our heads and go yeah that's great no problem and December time it's not working and frustrated look back and go I wish you'd been honest Back in you know, back in February March I wish we'd said really spoke our mind. I and mean, we're not like that. We, we will rightly or wrongly all speak our mind and you'd rather be honest now for the good of ourselves, for the players and the staff and of course the supporters. So in effect the
1: role basically gives the the, the head coach as it is now, the it was called the manager back in the day, but it's
2: called the head coach, it gives them less power in effect, is what you're saying. I'm not sure about it, it's just a different role. I I think as I say you yeah. Know, David's worked to play played at the highest level. I just think you've got to know what your areas of responsibility are. You've got to know, you know, your reporting lines, who you're responsible for, who you answer to. All of these type of... These are key questions. These are really key questions. And as I said, I think the statement was very good. It answered a lot of those questions. But we've got to be comfortable that we can we can go forward as we think it's a, the right route to take. But don't forget, it's Matthew's club. Enormous amount of investment. He's absolutely right to to run the club the way he sees fit. every respect for respects for, for doing that because it's you know as I say when you invest that much money and continue to invest it it gives support the security that the club is safe but he wants to do it a certain way and you have to you have to respect that
3: I think it's important to you know be public <clears> in regards to we supported it we've used it and we've used the mathematical model yeah. and we understand the benefits yeah. of it we're not saying that's wrong but I think you know as it's evolved it's, it's just where the line has gone you know and, and where the veto is and so it's you know it's, it is evolving. As Matthew's club as Mark says, not always you what know, should be, and we want it to be because he's invested so much time, energy, money into it that you know I think I think that's great. And Brentford are lucky to have him. Yeah. You know, and we it's just the way that the sort of the roles have, have evolved and it's friendly and it's I think you better be honest. We're honest. Yeah. We sit in that office and not have arguments, but we discuss things. Yeah. But you always come to a conclusion, and that's that's how it should be. That's how you come to the best decisions by. Being open and honest and, and yeah. telling the truth and, and giving your opinion, so because it's, it's like you said,
1: the method, the mathematical modelling. You know, you, you've used it already. You've found players for. It. I mean, I think
2: Jota has probably found through them, possibly I mean, Andre. We, I'm just saying. No, we use it with the, We Billy, you're dead, right. We use it with the players. Yeah. we use the data that the mathematics currently produce, and football has been footballers. You know, you, you use the data in the right way, and you show this is, this is your ranking. This is how far you're behind or above, or this is how near you are to these guys, and this is what you have to do, and the points totals. And they buy into it, they buy into the numbers because they look at Matthew and his business and they know he's been very successful. Anyone would, that it's worked. I'm foolish to ignore that. You know, and as I said, we've embraced it and we've utilised it, no doubt about that, and enormous respect for, for that data. Yeah, and also the sporting director role isn't actually new either. So, what I'm saying is that maybe the
1: things that have been put into place have kind of been there, but I don't know if. I'm from the outside it looks like it's kind of, not being more streamlined, but it's kind of just being put into space in in more in a firmer
2: fashion, I don't know. Am I, am yeah, I being I right? Think, I think if you look at Faber um, Pilon, for example, who's been responsible for science, some of the best players, you know, fantastic reputation. I think, as I say, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of traditional scouting methods, but a bigger emphasis on this modelling and stats or data, whatever you want to call it. And I think you've got to be comfortable with it, you know. Frank has assigned some world-class players, he's got to be comfortable with it. We've got to sit here and be honest, and as Don said, we've got to be comfortable. Every day, I think any line of work, so look back at a year's time ago, I think it's just wrong. I also
4: think that, that talking about this, that, that side of the game—it's just it's, it's very. It's, 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 it, the fans are being educated to, to, to a new way of thinking, and the, the press are as well to a certain extent. And I think that's kind of exacerbated this confusion It's like, you know, why would why would you threaten to break up possibly a, a great season by? By, by tackling this subject now, and I guess that you know the Tuesday morning story in the Times was, is, you know, it was. I guess that wasn't ever meant to come out there, there and then. So, um, but we've got to deal with that, and I think um, I think fans obviously now need to, to, to get round to thinking about that that as as the future, of a, as as how that club's going to be run.
2: Matthew's a genuine Brentford fan. The fan through and through. To the, the supporters know that the investment is there, and it's a genuine belief in the club. Which, which, which is great, and it is getting your mind around you. And all, all of this has gone on the last week or so, football fans being football fans. In a few days' time, it will be, who's the new coach? You know, what's he going to be, and what's he going to bring? And, and it's that's football, that's the beauty of the game. Everyone, you have the pilot, you're talking about it, and that's it. You know, that's how the game works. So it's, it's been negative, it's been challenging, it's been difficult for the last few days for everyone. But I'm sure very quickly, if we can get a couple of good performances in, and wins under a belt, the most important thing is winning out there. Win the pitch, and suddenly fans buy into it. They'll be excited about next season and what players will come in, and who the coach
4: will bring in, and what what Matthew and the guys will find. And it will be positive again. Been a lot of gossip and rumours about what what did or didn't happen in the transfer window. That's behind us. We're in the loan window now. Yeah. Are we going to see activity?
2: Possibly. Possibly. The, the, the transfer window and the loan window. A lot of work was going on. Frank was working tirelessly. And working closely with Matthew and the staff and the guys, and they were close on, some, on one or two targets. But if they've fallen through for whatever reason, you know, there's a, there, there was a reason why that fell through, and the squad's in good shape. Don't forget we are where we are. And also, it, this thing about refusing to sign players, and the fact of the matter is, I think you talked about coaching and managing a squad, whether you're called head coach, whether you're called head dishwasher or manager. Right now, last asset chart, we had 18 players. We had the likes of Judgy, we had the likes of um, Lewis Mcleod, Tabar, Poshlyfs, Tuk- yet yeah, not Tarkowski, Bidwell not involved last week. If you add four or five to that as well, it's tough to keep that. From our side, it's tough to keep that happy because you've got eight, ten disgruntled people. You now, Saturday when we play Bournemouth, Touchwood, squad in good shape, you're going to have five, six, seven players who are not happy, not happy. They train every day, they work hard, they want to play football, they want to play football. This is not a club, David and myself, Frank, Matthew, we wouldn't tolerate people who just here pick the wages up. So they're hungry to play football and it's tough, you know, you work all week and you start being a runner and going band out running mile, up, mile after mile and there's, there's no race to go into, it's, what do I do? So they're frustrated, it's getting the balance right and I hope that's what we've looked at, is trying to get the balance right as well. But the window, we looked at some players, Lewis McLeod a great acquisition for us, in the loan window, maybe one or two, maybe, but again they've got to be right and off the pitch because the dressing room harmony, the unity is really good.
3: I think that's important as well to acknowledge that Lewis McLeod and Jack O'Connell have come in as well, you know there's two players that have come in as well and nobody's gone out, you know, so it's, it is, there has been additions to the squad so it's important when you know, we deal in facts, it's not, as you say, rumour and sort of, the fact that these deals were done so quickly and so early. It almost gets forgotten about, because it's football being football, it's what's <coughs> happening this week, what's happening tomorrow, rather than, you know, Lewis McLeod's here, the start of January, unfortunately, we've not seen him for because of different reasons, you know, unfortunately, he's been injured, but he's here, and he's a talented player, and he's a, he, would, he would have been a great addition to us, so there has been work done, and it's, you know, football's continuous, and what's next, what's next, but there's also, and that's great, because we've got to improve, and we're all, we all want the same thing, we all want to be successful. We all want to win the Saturday. We all want to get promoted. So there's never, any, there's no dubiety in that. We're all on the same page in regards to how, where we want to get to. But sometimes, you know, the process you have a different opinion in, in regards to the best way of doing that. But that's that's life, you know. But I think good people with the same interest. I think that's you know there's always going to be a little bit of friction in regards to that. it's just a shame that it's, you know, it's become public and, and gone that way.
1: You must get it from the fans, obviously, the concern for the rest of the season. I mean, I you said that before, and I know that you're saying that your heads are right in there to actually kind of perform. I mean, there's already fans that are sort of saying, you know, Blackburn on a Tuesday night, is it worth it? I was going to gonna take the day off work, but I'm not going to bother. You know, Sheffield Wednesday on a Tuesday night, I'm not even going to bother. It's kind of like that sort of slightly deflated feeling. And I think, if anything, people just want to feel, you know, picked up because even, it's almost like, and I'm not saying this in all ways, that, you guys, you know, there was there's something that's been going on for a couple of months anyway, before all this came out. And you know, if this hadn't come out now, everyone will be jumping and they'll be all happy and everything will be fine and they'll be getting behind you and getting the team going. And unfortunately because this has blown up and come into the you know found out about it, now we have to deal with this mess but still be kind
2: of enthusiastic about it. And I'm just you you see what I'm saying, Mark? Can I, can, I can I say an honest answer? Yeah. Today? If you at, if you're a fan and you're and I'm passionate, you are fans. You look at the league table, and we've been we're just outside the top six for the first time in three yeah. months, four months. Is that right? Yeah. And with one point outside the top six. At the start of the season, as you looked at the league table now, what would you have said? Yeah, I so What, what I'm saying is, and I want it to come across in the right way. I think it's it's really disrespectful, not of you, but mm. comments at, about to the players to think that they wouldn't give their all for the club because. Whatever the situation now, they've worked hard to get where they are, right now, and they want to be the best they can be. And their pros now, you may be driven by money, by the one to pay in the Premier League, by the... Whatever, whatever drives you, they're working guys, they're, they're really top-class pros, and they want to give everything. And they, they've, I think every player, every member of staff has said the support we've received from the fans has been magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. And in return, I think the fans have agree. the players have given everything, every game. The chart was a bad game for us, but a lot happened. But every game the players have you can never accuse a player of slacking or cover the pitch. So the blend is good, we've got fantastic support, the boys are performing. We're one point outside of the top six. We can go up if we get it down and really put it Are we going to give that up? Because people are saying I can't be asked to go to Blackburn Rovers." Last year it was Crawley or Stevenage. you know, not just really those clubs. Now I can't be asked to go to Hillsborough. And Ewood Park, wow. Mm. You know, I think, I think together, players, staff, supporters, everywhere we've gone this season, we've taken a good impression. The noise, the way we conduct ourselves on and off the pitch has been great. I think it'd be a real shame to, to not have that same
3: intensity now. That's it's, 15, it's a 15-game season. and We are like seven points off the top. And these lads, as a group of players, have got a 15-game season against the Premier League when do you get opportunities like that and that's been Mark's message and that's been our message the whole time, they've gave themselves, you know, fans and, and us and we're all sort of by-products or they've gave themselves a fantastic opportunity and you can always find an excuse not to do things but there's such a good excuse to, you know, to kick on and to grab this opportunity and make the most of it and next year you can be going to Old Trafford and the Emirates and Anfield and Goodison and, you know, how often do you get chances like that in your life so that's the disappointing thing, as we said at the start, that it's almost become, that's become like, oh, it might not happen now, or it's, you know, I don't really, I'm not sure if what what's going to happen, but it's still there, you know, and, and sometimes to do, to achieve things, you've got to overcome obstacles, so this is an obstacle, but what do you do, do you give up, or do you, you have a go? Saturday,
1: Bournemouth, let's talk football, <laughs> they play wicked football. I mean, they play, you know, they, they play this wicked, expansive football, they're moving off the ball and stuff like that. Is this more our cup of tea rather than that Charlton business that happened last week? How would you describe our football winning? Really? Our football? I, that, think, it, yeah. I think it's exciting, where parts of move, lots of movement, playing through the midfield. But not but, wicked.
2: Wicked, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if it's wicked versus wicked, I think I think the first game uh, at their stadium was a really good game of football. Yeah. I think it was a really good game of football for the neutral. You know, you nip and tuck, we lacked a little bit of self-belief thought first first half. Yeah. Then we went 1-0 down, um, probably getting to run a play at the time. Yeah. But I think we were so proud from 63 through to 95, I thought we were excellent. We looked at the Clips time and time again and they made some unbelievable defensive blocks, yeah. tackles, things, to stop us getting all three, let alone one. Yeah. So that was a really good of football, gave us a lot of belief about, about going forward. Mm-hmm. Saturday we see saying again. You know, we look at their team, okay, Art is suspended, but you got Wilson, you've got Kermigan, you got Richie, you got Pugh, you know, we know we know what we're gonna face. Elphick and Cook at the back, the full backs, a key keepers. But they're 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 sitting at Bournemouth going and they've got him and they've got yeah. Douglas and they've got Tumani and we know each other inside out. I think it'd be a really good with football, two teams who want to dominate the fo- dominate possession. And I think it'll be a really close encounter, top quality encounter and um, I touch wood. We've got enough. The boys are hungry and angry and focused to hope get the right result. Do you wish we had Blackpool first up? No. No, I'd rather have Bournemouth. Or, I don't mean Blackpool's going be a tough game. They all, there's no easy games. But I, I personally, David by the screen, I personally would rather have Bournemouth at home, Saturday afternoon, pack Griffin Park. All this has gone on, and the boys have got a chance to go and show the supporters how much they pay <clears throat> And you, I mean, obviously, you do truly believe that
1: we can beat anybody in this league because that's what they always say we could beat anybody in this league but again Bournemouth Saturday I mean I don't want to put you on the, on, the, on the spot here but it's almost like an easier game for us in a strange way than somebody like Charlton or even Blackpool though, don't you think
3: there's no easy game <laughs> do you want to
1: see
3: what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. I generally don't I, I don't think it, it matters we really I think in what Mark and I preach to the lads what we do we, can, we prepare properly for the opposition, give them respect, and we're lucky in regards to the, the analytics we've got here and the facilities we've got here in regards to preparing. But what's what makes us different is what we do and how well we do it. When we don't do it well, and we don't impose what we do, another team will struggle, like Saturday. But when we play well, we've got a chance in any game. So where we play when we play them, where we play them, is almost irrelevant, I think. I respect to Blackpool in
2: any way because it's a bit tough team, but I think our hey guys now at the top of the table not Yes, we are seven points behind them. Was it seven points behind? We, we, we beat them suddenly with four points behind Bournemouth. The team One sees us, my favourites, going up. Here we are, end, almost entering March, and we're four points behind. Wow. So we're, we're right in the mix. The boys know there's, there's no lack of desire or hunger for Saturday. But then, as I say, once that is out of the way, the focus has got to be back, Paul, because they're scrapping. They're scrapping for their lives as a child. <coughs> might.
3: And that's another really important point we've got to... I, like to the players. I think it's important as well. Sorry for that. this group of players have tasted success last year, they got promoted last year. You know, so they know what they know what it's like. They enjoy it. They earned it. They worked hard to get it, and that's a, it's a good habit to have. And you know, there were challenges last year for different things. So you know, that's an advantage for them. That's an advantage that they know that they can be successful. Some of the other teams haven't haven't done it for a while. That group of players have. Their core group have. That's really important. And
1: you contacted me after the we did the, the, the podcast with Middlesbrough, yeah. which you'd listened to, and uh, in that podcast, even though we lost to them, all the borough fans were saying that we were the best team that we played. They played by far, even better than Bournemouth, who were playing on Saturday as well. And also, uh, you listened as well. There's not the Norwich fans had said that. I think the Forest fans have said that. So how I mean, how does it make you feel when <laughs> you actually hear the opposition fans where you know they know what they're talking about? i have actually gone around and said, listen, tell you something, Brentford are the best team that we
2: have seen play our team all season. I think it's nice to hear. You also recognise that when you lose a game, it's easy for the other team to say, oh, what a great team. It's nice when you go to Norwich and you beat them, or Forest, etc. Those type, big venues, big clubs, big history. And I thought we were outstanding. In those two games, for example, we were outstanding. Cardiff in the first half, first half an hour of that game, we were really very, very good. And that gives the players belief they know they can get, as David so they can go anywhere and get a result. There's no, but we've got to recognise that we've got to be, and I'm not doing mean, this in disrespect, we've got to be
4: at it every game. We can't afford to be 70% and cruise third game. That's not how we play the game. It seems to have taken these big stadiums, these big atmospheres in this strife. They don't they don't walk out and look at the stadiums and go, oh well, wow, we don't deserve to be here. They they obviously are well aware that they are on a level where they deserve to play and they're confident they can carry on achieving. I think they worked all that work last year.
2: Oh, I don't want to keep one about Doncaster, but Jake Bidwell and Harley and Dougie and Tortons and all those guys came through Sue Dallas, came through Doncaster and they, they learnt from that. they worked hard to get where they are now. They've earned the right to play at Carola and, and Cardiff and Fulham, but they've earned that right. But don't go there to make up numbers. If that's why we've done it, then don't bother getting, getting promoted. Because that's not what we're, Dave is about, I'm about, thank God, any of the staff players are about. So you're here to perform. Go and see how good you can be. You know, we, there's a sign of the change room we talk about, you know, no, no enter the pitch with no doubts, leave the pitch with no regrets. If you can leave a pitch, Every, every, after every game, with no regrets, you're all right. You've done, we've done okay. We'll lose some games. Millersburg, I thought we played really well. I thought we created more chances than any other team against them, and we should have at least got a, at least got a point. For the last second with the block on Dougie and the we'll save, and we should we should have taken all three points against a very very good quality team. So that happens, you don't mind that. That, to look at the chart, get in there, that's different. That's different. But um, I think we've got a lot of belief, and as I say, go to these big grounds, perform, and these big games like Bournemouth, top of the table, just relish the challenge, really embrace the challenge. So
4: your message is, after a bad, mad couple of weeks, everyone brush themselves down, yeah, refocus, I mean, and crack on.
1: Have you got anything to say to the fans
2: out there, yeah. and just one message out for them? I'm sure that my, my message is, One would be always been thankful for the support. You know that I've said that every single week, every interview. That's not a casual throwaway comment. That's a genuine thank you from everyone in the football department because we know how much it costs to follow the team, and we appreciate that. But don't, I'm don't give up on them now. It's what's happened's happened. happened. With David and I, I hope we're professional enough to go to our job, but not here just to go through the motions until May the 30th. That's, that's that's not how we're made. Anyway, but our focus is the best we can win for 15 games. I do know. we win 15 out of 15. So it's law, you can lose the next three, you can win it. Who knows what happens in football, but the team are be prepared, the team are hungry, they're top pros, a great character, and it's disrespectful
3: for anyone to suggest they weren't going to do their best for the show. That's what I'm saying. I agree, I think it's I think you know the fans have been excellent up until now, the players have been excellent up until now and there has been a challenge but you know what you do with that challenge, you meet it or you give up and I think that you know, it's equally the same for both, for for the staff, for us, we're exactly the same. You want to meet the challenge, you want to make you know, it's been a great season so far. You want to make it a special season. It was a great feeling last season to get promoted and to finish on that high. And then, obviously, as soon as you achieve that, you want to achieve the next one. And we're right in the mix for achieving something really special. And I think, you know, for end to give up or, you know, lose their focus in regards to what's at stake, I think it's a real shame. And that's that's our job. You know, we've got to, we've got to refocus everyone and, and point out what's at stake and how everybody wins. So you're saying, basically, we
1: should rebook that double-decker bus, open-top double-decker bus, for the bank holiday weekend in May. Is that
2: right? Absolutely right, Billy. Really. We'd we'll be negative to otherwise. <laughs> All right, come on, you <laughs> bees. Come on. Thanks
1: very much for Great chatting job. to thank us, Mark Albertson, Dave Weir. This is the you sort of interview.
2: Thank, much. Much. thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you.